What's going on? What's up, guys? What's <laughs> going on? Welcome back to another episode of the Opinion City Podcast. Uh, as always, Ralph Heinmarch here with my tag team partner, Parma Sean. Sean, what's going on, brother? What's going on? What is happening today? It's, we have, uh, you know, I was going to ask you a question, actually. Yeah? Do you what feel what like do this, you got? Do you feel like this podcast can be a championship material? Championship material. Uh, mm. I think this podcast is championship material. Oh. And speaking of championship <laughs> material, uh, we have today as our special guest, pro mm -hmm. wrestling agent and the owner of Ruta Entertainment, oh, championship yeah. belt makers. Oh, yeah. And you know what? When you roll with Ruta, your championship material. So let's bring yep. him in. It's Mr. <laughs> Ruta. What's, What's up, going everybody? On, man? How you guys doing? How are you? Hey. <laughs> and fancy that we met. Me and Sean met over one of those championship belts. Too. I know. That's insane. Matter of fact, matter oh, of fact, got it right there. Right, right here, baby. Get this, baby. Right one here, man. One, one out of kind. ten of those were made for the nation yes. of domination. Man. Yep. That awesome once, once in a who knows if they're gonna do it again. Who knows? Know yeah. <laughs> But a, a very, very rare reunion of the Nation of Domination, custom made. Yeah. <laughs> you got yeah, one in ten in existence, man. Yeah, man. Listen, you you, you sucked me into it. You sucked me into it. I'm Although I will guy, say, I, I, I will say, I'm a little bit discouraged because the first one you gave me had the Mark Henry one sign in the back, and then this one you gave me did not have a sign Mark, Mark Henry on the back. <laughs> No kidding. There's no Mark Henry on that one. No. No lie. There might have been one or two that slipped through the crack. I tell you what, if you want to exchange those the next time I see it, you come to a show, I have two left okay. that I know have everybody's signature on it. Okay. I have no problem switching it. Very cool. You hear it here first, people. Right well, there. That's that the kind of man. That's the kind of man Ruta is. Yeah. That's Let's the kind go, of man, man Ruta is. <laughs> Battlefield Pro Wrestling or Pennsylvania Premier Wrestling, right in Northeast PA. You ever come? We got you, man. Right. Listen, Pennsylvania <laughs> Premier Wrestling runs ten minutes down the road from my house. Yep. Get out of here, PA. Yeah, I mean, you're right. You're yep. right in Slatington. I'm, I'm in right there. I'm in Lehighton. Yep. So I'm, I'm right there. Not at that show. I'm the general manager there. Yes, I know. I, listen, believe me, I have I have been. I was at there. I used to go see them in Hazleton all the time because um, yeah. I used to actually back in the day when I worked for uh, Pennsylvania Championship Wrestling Alliance. You know, we worked with Paul Bow uh, mm -hmm. quite a bit, and uh, I used to go see them in Hazleton all the time. And I was I was at their very first show. And you gave me chills, dude. You gave me chills. <laughs> yeah, yeah, good, good times, man. Uh, it is so crazy how people I've come across in the wrestling industry from everywhere, from wrestlers to managers to podcasters, anything. Mm -hmm. A good buddy of mine, Tony. We didn't even realize it. We we're like in the same section for WrestleMania in Tampa. Right. It's like. A couple oh, wow. sections over, literally diagonal from each other. We had no idea each other was That's there. That's awesome. We didn't even know each other at the time. Yeah, when they were in Hazleton, I grew up in Bloomsburg, mm. Pennsylvania. Yeah, okay. So when they were in Hazleton, not only did I not know about independent wrestling scene back then when mm. I was a kid, sure. but by the time I found out about it, a good buddy of mine who I got into the business does refereeing here and there, he used to take his kids there all the time. And it right. was because mm. it was the local show that they knew. Yeah, and you know, as a kid that grew up on WWE, when you hear indies, it's like, yeah, yeah, right, right. <laughs> no, thank yeah. you. It's not, then not you as grow good, up and you exactly. realize that's where the secret sauce is at. Yeah, one hundred percent. PPW. I went there sauce. as a fan. Mm. Now I'm in the ring as a general manager. 
Right. It's crazy. Well, I, I will say this just since we're kind of on the subject and talking about Sean's belt there. I got to say, when when he bought that belt and he brought it over and showed me and he, and he handed it to me, man, that is a beautifully made belt. Like mm-hmm. that, that is solid. That is, that's a really like, you see belts out there and you don't see quality <laughs> all the time, but that belt is gorgeous. Like it is real quality. Right. There was about seven years worth of belt makers that I've dealt with. And I came across one guy who's just quality was mm-hmm. top notch. He wanted to do business. We worked out a great deal. And I right. mean, I don't want to downplay what Sean has at all, but that is <laughs> that is about as basic as basic gets. That's a brass material, so it's like right. the, the cheaper, faker, heavy metal. There's brass and there's zinc. Mm-hmm. Right. So he's got the brass, not the zinc, and he's got mm-hmm. two millimeter thickness, not four millimeter. Mm-hmm. The right. zinc goes up to six, so he's got the thinnest and the lightest. And still, when people hold that, they're like, oh, wow, this feels right. like yeah. a real thing. I'm like, but, but you have that, no idea. Knowing knowing what he has and seeing yeah. what the quality of that yep. is already, you it's can phenomenal. just imagine how. It's amazing. You know, yeah. It's amazing. great for adults yeah. that want to have it in a display case. It's good yep. for kids. I have plenty of parents that bought one for them and their kids. So, like, it's nice. a parent and son, like a father and son tag team champion. Me and my, me and my best buddy back in Brooklyn back in the day got the old school um golden era tag team titles oh yeah for like our our apartment of five two five yeah there's five two five and that's amazing they're the greatest things for people to get they're nice they're affordable they look great Mm -hmm. good collective oh for sure so how did you get into the belt creating business like what got you into that whole scene I mean, it's been about as indirect as even getting into the wrestling scene. Nothing I never, <laughs> ever thought of, never even. Mm-hmm. But I remember, like, when, when I was a kid, me and my buddy Dan would have, like, those fucking foam belts that, like, they look like, I mean, to us as kids, they're amazing. But you look yeah, back but, now, it's yeah, like, they were not, this is yeah. what they sold. <laughs> but I always loved those. He had them. It's, my parents were always like, you're not wasting our money on that crap, you know? <laughs> right, right. So I always had the fascination for the belts. And as I have stepped in shit many times in my life, it led me into pro wrestling. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, just to stumble in there for my career sales guy, I met a, a promoter who said, if you want to come, one thing led to another. I'll, I'll get into yeah. that. I started being the manager. And I thought, I need some kind of a prop. And I love the million dollar man's gimmick where you right. had the million dollar belt. Yeah. Everybody wanted it. Nobody <laughs> could take it. If they lost the championship match, it was by DQ or countout. Yep. They won. It was, you know, cheating or straight up. And my specialty was life insurance, right? That's why I got in the New yeah. York life. I was doing a yep. life insurance deal. That's how I was networking. I met the promoter. I came into the place and held child IDs. Like, I made child IDs for, like, the kids at the shows. Yeah. So I got to watch for free. One thing led to another, and I thought, what if I made this championship called the Life Insurance Championship? Nice. And I'd That's be lined awesome. up with the biggest guys That's in the awesome. business. And the whole gimmick was, I'll give you a match. I'll give you a shot at a championship. I'll give you a shot at the payday. But you got to take out a life insurance policy because I'm afraid my guy is going to kill you. <laughs> and That's it was a great way. I actually met plenty of clients that way. The I love spin that. on the angle was great. It rolled into a couple other things. You know, I had uh, the Life Insurance Championship. I've had the open weight or the uh, Open Challenge Championship off nice. of Hawaii held that. I have a U.S. title. I've got my own custom one. So every nice. time I've gone to a different promotion, I've had a different belt to kind right. of fulfill 
the life insurance one was rather gimmicky. Now I kind of had more that were a little bit more serious. Right. That looked a little bit more serious. Um, but yeah, I mean, like the one that I had with off, I'll step off camera here to show you. Man. Oh, yeah. This this was like, I mean, of all of them that I had, this was probably one wow. of my this is like my version oh, of big wow. gold. It's got this yeah. big fucking dollar sign in there. That's gorgeous. That's, yeah, that's beautiful. And that's this nice. is six millimeter plates. It's like super, super thick. Yeah, oh, that's, that's official. And when you say like 10 pounds of gold, like this fucker's about 12. <laughs> you give this crazy. to a kid to hold and like you give it to my nephew. It just drops it. Drop it. It just <laughs> drops like, it. Oh my God. <laughs> I remember in eighth grade um, because now one of my kids in class was niece to DDP and he would come to work school all the time. You're a teacher. No, no, no. Just when you were in school. Yeah, one of my people in my like class of 2008 yeah was the uh, niece of ddp yeah so he hmm. when i was in eighth grade great he, he he came to visit visit all of us and we were in line to meet him and he had the big gold belt on him and he was like all right get ready for the photo and he drops him i'm like oh like it's just like yeah. oh my god <laughs> it was that now, do you remember which one that was did it have like that Bented tip at the top. Like I just remember it being the big gold belt. I don't remember like which version it was. I just remember the details. It, you know, like yeah, exactly. I was, I was too young to remember like the details of it. I just remember him saying, "All right, ready," and he drops. I'm like, "Oh, <laughs> definitely wasn't right for that." <laughs> it's heavy. This stuff's heavy, yeah. man. Like, yeah. like, so, like I have the I have the um, cane belt behind me, the anniversary one, and that one is solid. That one is. Yeah, like 25 pounds at least that one's heavy mm -hmm. yeah so when we were at the uh, we were at a legends fan fest it was in hamburg pennsylvania when we got the nation of domination together yep yep i had a custom made belt it was six millimeters zinc the thickest the heaviest version you could make i had an intercontinental made for d'lo a european made for d'lo nice big gold made for mark henry <clears throat> the tag team title made for ron simmons mm -hmm. um who was the last guy in there and an intercontinental championship the purple one made for the godfather Awesome. And D'Lo actually placed an order with me. We're shipping out his belt tomorrow for the Intercontinental Championship. Oh, nice. It's the one that was on purple leather. Oh, that's so cool. But that's he was cool. like, this is, he said, this is absolutely amazing. He goes, this is, this is heavier and nicer than what we have to play with in the real deal. Right, like, right. He's like, but like, you know, usually what you would pay for something that I sell like that, those six millimeter zinc uh, belts. Right. I mean, those are, those are the deluxe belts that yeah. they call you see them it's super deluxe or whatever right and those can go for like a grand to like 1200 bucks yeah 500 i sell them for and that's what you get off of the wwe shop yeah and, i mean those have like the stiff leather you could throw yeah. it over your shoulder and the thing's yep. like sticking straight out <laughs> yeah i think they have like a this really one thick it has a nice one. this one has a nice because it because it wraps perfectly around like there's no it has a nice give mm -hmm. to mm -hmm. it and that's actually the fake leather too like the ones that we have for like the zinc belts are like the uh like the really authentic, like high quality leather straps. Right. Mm -hmm. I think you might have saw like the 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 big one that I had. Yeah, I did. Yeah. yeah, it was right up front. But you know yeah. the difference of them. Yeah, you mm -hmm. had the the main one, and then you had these ones ready to go. I'm like, all right. Yeah. I guess I gotta, I gotta go for it. <laughs> one of these days, we'll get you hooked up. I got you guys. Too. We gotta get you made one for the podcast. Oh, uh, of course. Yeah. That, of course. That logo would be perfect on like a oh. winged eagle belt, right where the. Yeah, oh yeah, that would be awesome. For sure. I, I can oh, see yeah. that. would be amazing. <laughs> That'd be amazing. Yeah. We could work something out for sure. <laughs> so not not for not for nothing and not playing anybody else 
down in the nation of domination. But how nice of a guy is Ron Simmons? I had a chance to Dude. meet him. A friend so of mine nice. brought him into uh, another another signing one time, and so I got a chance to talk to him a little bit. And just watching him interact with the people, watching him interact with the kids, he is the most he is the nicest, most giving person. It is unbelievable. He is so oh, nice. Yeah. Yep. I actually, I, I was privileged <laughs> to be able to be like his chauffeur for the weekend. So oh, I shared plenty cool. of car time with him. Yeah. Just I'm, the conversation, the, that just, you don't feel like he's who he is. You know what I mean? Well, it, it almost felt like the big uncle to you. Let yeah. me ask you this, because we weren't sure, and I don't think he was advertised for Steel Sox. Was he supposed to be there, or or did he just show up? No, he showed up. That was, yeah, I was gonna say, and that was I, so he cool. Wasn't on, he wasn't, yeah, he wasn't on any yeah. car. He just showed up. So me and Ken Hoover, the, the guy who actually originally put it together and booked them, mm -hmm. was basically saying he wasn't signed for it. He wasn't, you know, he had absolutely no requirement or, or right. obligation to be there at all. Right. I know it was great for him to get reunited with you know, the rest of the fellas there. Yeah, mm -hmm. sure. I know that was a big, and I don't want to pat myself on the back at all. <laughs> Ken was worried about talking to him and asking him. He, again, he had absolutely no obligation to be there. Mm -hmm. right. But me and him, I just felt like we had such an amazing conversation and built such a great rapport in the car. Yeah. At one point in time, when the guys asked him, the guys, the nation said, oh, yeah, nice. you should come out. I said, come on, man, it'll be a good time. And he was like, yeah. All right, let's go. <laughs> and I felt like I had that last minute sale to get him in there. Nice. But, no, that I was mean, so cool. Yeah. Man, we didn't expect him to be there. He had a blast. I don't think he anticipated having that much fun, but he <laughs> That's great. He's a hell of a guy. Definitely a hell of a Such person. a nice guy. Such a nice yep. guy. And uh if I'm not mistaken, Ken brings a lot of guys to PPW shows, correct? He so when I went and I started working at PPW, mm -hmm. I Basically, he's the reason that I was even working with some some of the pros. He brings in the people; they get booked on the show. Yeah, it's it's a nice situation. He's kind of new to the game too. He's kind of right. just mm -hmm. he's been yeah. in it for a, for a hot minute. Definitely not a noob in any kind of way. <laughs> yeah, sure. But yeah. I mean, Ken's a guy that when he figures it out and when he mm -hmm. really sinks his feet in, right in that area of work, he's really going to do some damage because he makes a lot of great connections he's sure. very professional mm -hmm. not one person has ever been burnt or, or twisted by by any no no yeah yeah he's he's done a he's done a great job with uh you know talents he's brought into a, a ppw and yeah you know again not for nothing <clears throat> but you know i ppw puts on a great show oh I mean, yeah it's a great show for are... fans solid um, you know quality talent from top to bottom um you know they they have that sprinkling in of you know your your bigger names and and yep. things like that and it's just yep. it's a fun time and they're in a great place now like it yeah. feels like the slatington marketplace <laughs> is perfect for them because there's there's entertainment there's food there's drink there's it's it's just mm -hmm. a perfect pairing so i'm i'm really happy the adults them. do like to get loaded I, i've <laughs> yeah. gotten very close to a couple yeah. people and have yeah. smelled the but entertainment here's, on well dude, here's the thing though it's it's nice like it's also the kind of place like my wife and i can go I can get a beer, she can get a glass of wine, and we can go yep. in and sit down and just enjoy some wrestling. Anything for anybody, totally. Yeah, yeah. It's um it's it's perfect. So it's a it's a lot of fun. If you have a chance to go out and check <clears> that, <throat> that's Slatington, Pennsylvania, and PPW shows, but go and the access on the yes. premier streaming network too. That's like yes. there you go. That is incredible there you go. because there you go. 
Yeah, they, I mean, they, they deserve that for everything that, you know, uh, Paul has done with that organization. You know, it's, yep. it's good to see that they get that opportunity. We're um, actually going to be introducing uh, some brand new trios titles. Oh, yes, that is, that next is very Saturday. exciting. Yeah. That's exciting. That's, that's exciting. I can have them delivered here by yeah. Tuesday or Wednesday, but I don't know nice. who wants to know that I So, that's, <laughs> so that's, the, that's the finals of the tournament at PPW Lights Out. Yeah. Very cool. Uh, the the real one, Enzo Amore, is going to be on that show. Oh, He's yeah. He's a blast. Like he is, he is just a riot from top to bottom. So always is. That's always that's is. gonna be a lot. Of, that's gonna be a lot of fun for the fans. He's, he's, uh, he's good with. He's good with the fans. He's. Oh he's yeah. A, he's a real. Uh, he's a real natural drink. talent. Natural. Oh energy. yeah. Yeah. That guy so just opens that... up his mouth. I don't even know if he knows what's gonna be. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, always, it's, it's just a mystery money. every time. Yeah. The mystery every time. <laughs> Speaking right. of uh, yeah. PPW, how did you get involved? How did you become general manager of PPW? Yeah, so I, it was actually, it's funny, Alpha on Oahe just celebrated his one-year anniversary at BPW. It's at that right. Signature Training Academy. <clears throat> and I have to look back at my text. I don't want to do it while I'm on here with you now. But he <laughs> sent me a text. This was back in, like, maybe 2020, 2021. Okay. Just a picture of this empty venue. It was like, I got this for something. He's like, and he's right. just throwing his ideas about a wrestling school or a promotion mm-hmm. or whatever. Um. And I had a buddy of mine in New York, uh, Rob Saint. He runs New Evolution Wrestling. Mm-hmm. He was looking to try to put on a show. We're all in the pandemic. You know, everything right. shut down. And we're like, we got to get wrestling back before we go crazy. Right. Mm. So Alpha said, I got this venue. Rob said, I want in. They worked out a deal. We came in. We held a show there. I right. ended up getting choke slammed by Mil Muertes. Nice. In the middle of the ring. <laughs> and after the show, I'm walking in the back and Anthony McKeegan and Paul Bow of PPW were there and they just said, you know, that was, that was one hell of a bump you just took there. <laughs> right. Are you interested in doing anything else? And they mentioned that they had just booked a PPW show there. Right. So, you know, I, I went from one show of PPW in the crowd, the next show, I'm in the middle of the ring in the beginning of the show, cutting a promo. Nice. And I matched up with Joey Martinez, and the rest is history. You know, here we are. So it really, if not for Alpha, if not for if not for COVID, really, too. You know, yeah. like right, sure. right before the pandemic, I actually just broke into Evolve Wrestling. Okay. They had a, a tryout in Brooklyn. Adam Cole was running the seminar. Gabe nice. Paul asked me to stick around and be on the show. That led to a booking in Michigan. I had a promo in the ring with like Brandon Vink and a couple other people. Wow. And then the pandemic hit and nothing. Yeah. See all yeah. these guys go to WWE <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. And but you know what? When it's your time, it's your time. Of right. Course. Like I, I try and tell people all the time. Don't get so freaking caught up on where you want to be. Just enjoy right. where you're at right now. Mm-hmm. You guys are in the scene. I'm in the scene in our own different area. As right. long as you want to get to wherever you want to be, don't quit. Yeah. Period. If Absolutely. you're in it, you're going to get there. Yeah. And when you get there, you get there. Yeah. So, you know, I listen, I can do BPW and PPW for the next 10 years and be happy. <laughs> sure. Keep me busy three weekends out of the year, you know, like that's mm-hmm. or out of the month, I should say. Right. Uh, sure. So, you know, like I don't need to be on the big, the big screen just yet, but that yeah. was, that was a moment for, for the pandemic that hit. I thought it was over. Then this happened. I think we're on a roll right now, really building some really great quality shows with PPW and BPW. They're right. amazing with their production right now. 
Yeah, for sure. So, uh, who are, let's talk a little bit about some of your, uh, clients that you're currently mm-hmm. managing. Sure. Yeah. There's Joey Martinez, the closer. Yes. Um, when, when we actually did our show in the signature training Academy, fresh out of COVID, <clears throat> I was working with, I don't know if you guys know the Sambo show, uh, Sam mm-hmm. Adams, a Lobo. Okay, yeah, familiar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not familiar. So they were the tag team champions, a trio's tag team champions with Lance on Oahe. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, there was their the three men that they faced. Joey was one of them. So again, right. in wrestling, you can also be aware of some people in the field. You don't know who they are, or where you're going to be matched up, or where you're going to cross them down the road. Right. I had no idea me and him would be, you know, literally attached to the hip. Multiple <laughs> yeah. different promotions. Right. Um, there's the notorious VIN, Vinny Mack. Vinny Mack. Tremendous. And both tre- literally tremendous. That is what he goes by. <laughs> monitor, the nice. Tremendous one. Nice. And, uh, you know, it's awesome watching them and learning from them because these are two guys that periodically, and I would say maybe even from month to month, end up mm-hmm. on a SmackDown or a Raw. If, if they right. come back to the area, they're in New York, New Jersey, Pennsylvania. These guys are getting the invite to go. Right. You know, I've seen Vinny get shoved against the guardrail by Brock Lesnar. <laughs> I've seen Vinny also get, you know, a, a champagne bottle over the head by, by Jeff Hardy. Oof. Like these guys are, are in the mix. Like they're right. they're right there. So, I mean, whether or not that ever leads to anything or not, just the invaluable experience I get just by watching them in the ring, right. watching them in the back, learning how they structure the match, the psychology of everything. It's awesome. But yeah. then just not like pros like that. I mean, I have, I've worked with Gene Snitsky. I've worked with Alpha, the two of them. Not wow. just in the ring, but we've actually done a movie together. I don't know wow. if you guys have seen uh, 100 Acres of Hell. That's cool. Heard of it? No. Check acres that out. Hell. 100 <laughs> Acres of Hell. Yeah, we uh, we made an independent film years back. Uh, and this is like me and a couple of my buddies wow. in our film company years back. Mm-hmm. A zombie movie. And I remember having this nice. premiere. And, and again, like C-quality film, totally bootleg. <laughs> sure. Yeah, one, I think you could maybe this? find it on YouTube, maybe. Yeah, very very campy, fun stuff. Yeah. Yep, yeah. but it caught Gene's attention. Yeah, I remember doing our premiere in this little, like, Jersey gutter rank uh, <laughs> theater, and Gene right. was there. Mm-hmm. And next thing you know, Gene and my two buddies write this script for what we call Manhunt. Right. And it turned into 100 Acres of Hell. <laughs> and you know, to be working with Gene, he was our main character. We had Sam Wu on Oahe, was our killer, nice. by the name of Jeb Tucker. Actually, crazy enough, you'll be able to see it here. Oh wow! I have a tattoo of him right here. So that was That's the cool. killer of our movie. That's very cool. Jeb Tucker, Sam Wu played the character. Mm-hmm. Alpha did his stunts, and they have like this nice fight scene in the end of the movie too, which is badass. It's mm-hmm. awesome. So I've, I've had my share of, you know, working with guys on the up and up and I've worked with plenty of pros as well. It's just, you know, I, I, I literally have the greatest seat in the house. That's what I love about the manager role is right. not front row and d- doing what they do in the ring. I've had two matches, one-on-one matches in the past, which oh, really? instead of me taking bumps. Yeah. If you go on YouTube, you can see them. <laughs> so me getting my ass kicked until the end of the match where the, whatever happened. happened. Yeah. Sure. And I mean, that's like a five minute match maybe a half a dozen bumps and no thank you I, what they right. do in the ring is tough <laughs> it's dangerous it's exhausting mm-hmm. yeah so to be ringside to watch these guys and learn from them it's just it's been it's the seven years i've been doing it an absolutely amazing journey so far sure. right right is there a specific manager or managers that you sort of 
has inspired your role as a manager that you Paul take Heyman. from? Paul <laughs> Heyman, Bobby nice. Heenan, and Jim Cornette all in one. Okay. That's uh, that's a that, hodgepodge of managers, man. Yeah, but that's, <laughs> yeah I, I think it's... I, I it like the a lot of pieces. It does. It does. I got the business savvy of Paul Heyman, the dressing, right. the, the smooth talk, and I feel... Mm-hmm. Paul Heyman, or not Paul Heyman, Bobby Heenan had the family. I have a whole bunch of guys. I'm yeah. eventually going to be working on the root of family, but I feel like right. the, nice. the family is overused. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then True. Jim Cornette, that asshole is always on the side of the apron, <laughs> running around the ring. You could never stop mm-hmm. him. He get thrown out. He's back around yep. the other. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I like the whole mix of all that. I like the suit on the top. I usually have jeans on the bottom because I'm always right. in the mix know what i gotta do to get down so i would say those yeah. three have definitely been the inspiration right very cool um <laughs> so are you were you uh were you a wrestling fan growing up is it something that you've always kind of been into and uh maybe what are your like what are your some of your favorites from back in the day and maybe what do you like what kind of stuff do you follow now who do you like to watch totally yeah i, I can remember the day i was seven years old watching horror movies and I think my dad, to get me off of horror movies, wanted me to watch something else. Okay. I remember the day he handed the VHS to me that his buddy recorded off a pay-per-view of SummerSlam 1990. Oh, wow. And here I am looking at this old yellow and black VHS, opening up SummerSlam 1990. You know, like there's Jake the Snake. You see Bobby yep. Heenan and his family on there. Mm-hmm. Yep. The steel cage match between Rick Rude and... Uh, ultimate warrior yes that that instantly was like oh this stuff is (laughs) yeah so you know like that was that was the era that got me you know like Mm -hmm. to see i'll I'll say this right up front because he was the biggest name in the business john cena but that era kind of ruined it for me because it went from like i was a kid you go through the attitude era it's getting Mm -hmm. past and then you're shoved right back into the pg (laughs) era yeah yeah thanks to him never a better advocate in the wwe than that guy though Mm -hmm. but as a fan that aspect ruined it but what i loved was having guys like hogan and undertaker and Shawn michaels on their second run bringing all these other guys up like randy orton but you know you know what i mean like triple h all Mm -hmm. those guys yeah. yeah. So I would definitely say the golden era of wrestling was my favorite. The early 2000s, pretty much coming out of Attitude Era into like the end of the golden era. But I love where it's going right now. Like that whole oh, yeah. mid to late 2000s is kind of stale. I feel it was the same damn thing for 12 years. Yeah. I feel like they were trying to figure <laughs> things out. I feel like this pandemic, though, was what really reinvigorated and reinvented wrestling. Cause a lot of companies Absolutely. are now. I wager to say the independents are putting on better shows than the major companies. Yes. Oh, and you're not going to know about it unless you follow those companies. I've, I've yes. seen matches. I'm like, like, I don't know if you guys have seen or picked up on Casey Navarro had a match with Matt Cardona at BPW. Yes. If you can get your hand yes. on watching that match, I would gamble any money. You put that against the WrestleMania main event mm-hmm. and it could hold that kind of a level of entertainment. And you're catching that in the indies for a $20 ticket. Yeah. Yeah. Like what the hell, you know, like, so interesting times are coming and I think it's only going to get crazier and it's only going to yeah. get more and more exciting too. The yeah. Great, the great thing about independent wrestling right now is that it's so accessible to people between yeah. mm-hmm. uh you know between the live shows between you know 
Fight TV, IWTV, Premier Network. There's mm-hmm. the there's Premier so Streaming many... Network. It's a hundred dollars, yes. and you get the whole year, everything. Yes, it's. <laughs> I mean, there's it, just one of those streaming services alone. You know, the amount of content you, you get on one. Yeah, and you know, you I can't mean, beat it. We used to we used to have to read like the back section of Pro Wrestling Illustrated to find out what was going on with companies yeah. <laughs> over on exactly. the other side of the country. Yeah, and now like we can just throw on the computer and you have access to everything it is it is so amazing it's such a yeah it's such a great time to be involved in the business absolutely you know, in, in yeah. any sort of manner because there's just and i mean wrestlemania weekend this year i think is is going to showcase that because what people don't understand oh, yeah. sometimes about wrestlemania weekend is that it's not just about wrestlemania no. that's like a hub for independent wrestling the amount of of independent (laughs) wrestling you can see in philadelphia around the area northern jersey yeah, it shows at the 2300 arena, the old ECW yep. arena right down yes. the street. Show, yep. shows at the 2300. You've got right. the Monster Factory is going to be running all week the in New Jersey. Yeah. You've got, uh, you know, Labor of Love is running two shows in Philly. Like, there's just so much going on that, like, so an independent fan can go there. And, you know, like when they have the collective, you know, you've got three days of wrestling there. And there are so many different shows. Like I was, we were just yeah. talking off the air. Uh, Tokyo Joshi Pro Wrestling just announced they're going to have a show at the Collective uh, during WrestleMania weekend. So, like the amount so of stuff you you're able to see <laughs> in one weekend there, it's mm-hmm. just it's it's incredible. And a lot as, as a wrestling fan who grew up in the '80s and you know lived through the Attitude Era and that kind of stuff, like you can't you could never have imagined like we could have never imagined no. that we'd have this opportunity right now no. <laughs> and we're still like we're just we're those grown-ass kids man you know yeah. like we haven't grown out of it and it's only gotten better and evolved for us yeah so right good. so as general manager of ppw what are some of the tasks you need to perform uh, so opening the show is one thing, making sure we have some kind of an opening segment, something to kind of kick off the show, leading to the first match there. Um, you mentioned Paul Bo before. It's really cool. They've had a, a mix-up behind the stage, and he's really kind of put a couple of us in charge of either booking the matches or booking mm-hmm. creative. Right. And as that general manager, he's kind of tasked me with partial creative. So a lot of the wrestlers that have these ideas, a lot of the other managers have ideas are coming to me to right. tell me what their ideas are which I love number one, because I don't think there's a better, a better form of manifesting, creating, right. Than there is in professional wrestling. You get these ideas in your head right? and you hear people talk about, you know, the power of creation or manifestation all the time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It starts with something right. And to, to be in the back and have these ideas or these angles, Mm -hmm. um, there's a guy, I forget how to say his name, Jared, cycle bird or cyberclite something like that i'm not sure if he, he his he, his moniker is the trust fund guy mm-hmm. or trust fund approved but i've seen this guy like on the scene for i can tell you how many years for the last four or five years and he ends up right. BPW. wrecking ball right. regurski brought him in from a, a different northeastern wrestling not new Evolution. oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. right yeah, we, so, saw, we saw him at a show yeah we did. we're in the back kind of just pitching this whole idea. We're like, well, what are we going to do with them? And like, who are wrestlers we can move them with? And Ligurski just comes walking by and was like, you guys look like you're twins. Like you could be brothers. 
Right. And I had the light bulb right over my head. I'm like, that's fucking it. You're my brother. You're Jared Ruda. <laughs> and he was super excited for it. It worked. Yeah. People in the crowd loved it. So like right. the number one thing I absolutely love about, and I this is normally just a role, but Paul really did take on the the trust in saying, get some ideas. He's he's the Vince McMahon. He's the final set. <laughs> there you go. Right. But he trusts us enough to say what the ideas are, what direction is. He says, go for it. And we've been getting a lot of good reviews from the fans as well. So right. to know that there's a different area of the show that can be involved outside of the wrestling, but not, you know, the show's about the wrestlers, the show's about all that, but you still need those storylines and those, of course, of course, you know, storylining right. details there to get everything flowing in the right direction. So that's, I think the most fun about it is the creativity side of it is trying to make sure you can put the show together. Right. In the right. right. So let's uh, let's sort of switch tracks here a little bit. Let's let's talk about uh, Ruta Entertainment. Oh yeah, and, uh, and we your, we could do that with your main event too if you guys want to get into those top five talking points, those top five titles. <laughs> okay, well yeah. maybe we can do a little break first and then make that be the big scene. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Let's let's do that. We'll uh, we'll take a short break here. We're gonna. Uh, let you look at uh, our ad for our sponsor. And then when we come back, entertainment.com as well. There you Very go. Cool. So when we <laughs> come back, <laughs> yeah, when we come back, Perfect we're going to get into everything. Uh, Ruta entertainment, Ruta entertainment.com. Yep. We're going to mm-hmm. get into our main event, our top five uh, wrestling championships and throwback. Uh, we will see you when we are back on opinion city. Introducing Ref Larry's Wrestling Collectibles, your ultimate destination for all things wrestling nostalgic. At Ref Larry's Wrestling Collectibles, they don't just sell items, they curate memories. Whether you're a fan of the classic era or modern showdowns, they've got something for everyone. Ref Larry's Wrestling Collectibles sells DVDs, books, magazines, action figures, and so much more. So stop on by Ref Larry's Wrestling Collectibles, where every piece tells a story and every fan becomes a part of the legacy. Ref Larry's Wrestling Collectibles is conveniently located inside Mother Tucker's Antiques and Collectibles, located at 566 North Reading Road in Ephrata, PA. Stop on by Thursday through Monday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Give them a call at 717-405-0153 or find them on social media at Ref Larry's WC. Ref Larry's Wrestling Collectibles is a proud sponsor of the Opinion City Podcast. And now, back to the show. All right, guys. Welcome back to the Opinion City Podcast. We want to thank Ref Larry's Wrestling Collectibles for being a proud sponsor of the Opinion City Podcast. If you want to be a sponsor, please shoot us an email, opinioncitypod at gmail.com. With that, Sean, I think you know what time it is. I think I do. Do you do? I do too. How about it's you, Ruta? It's the main event, baby. That's right. <laughs> this week, right. we are doing a throwback top five, if you will. This was because we used this one back in our uh, championship extravaganza episode. Mm-hmm. But because of Ruta Entertainment, baby, 
We're doing top five championship belts all over again with Mr. Ruda yes. and Ruda Entertainment. It. He's holding one right now, as am I, his belt that he made for the Nation Domination. What is the belt that you have on screen, sir? So this is what my life insurance championship has evolved into. This is nice. That's one of my so cool. That's awesome. World championship. You can see I got <laughs> my Ruda logo on there. Yep. yep. Everyone always has to have some kind of big eagle on their belt. Yep. Mine's down here somewhere. World champion it says right there. Yeah. Logos right over here on the side. Yep. That's this is cool. one of a like a four millimeter zinc plate so it's probably about like seven eight pounds nice but this is this is what i've been using at bpw with their uh their futures division nice and the whole idea is once joey martinez wins that futures championship we're throwing that sucker in the trash <laughs> and putting and this one over his shoulder but at nice. ppw we actually have speaking of ppw from earlier this is my united states championship Wow, that I've incorporated there. So in that nice. one, I've been using this yeah. one. We don't nice. have a champion just yet. We're trying to figure something <laughs> about it. I'm but sure this you is the will. The beauty of Ruta Entertainment is you can take yes. anything you want, find a plate that you like, put mm. any words that you want in there, custom yep. any logo you want, like not the traditional flag, but yeah, right. right. You know, I have something a little bit different there. There used to be right. a, a European flag in the middle here. Oh, cool. So you know, you can do whatever you want, whatever color leather you want. We actually nice. have the strap buckle, so no yeah. Velcro nice. like they're using today. Sure. Yeah, no, sure. yeah, no Velcro. No Velcro, man. Anti-Velcro. No Velcro. Anti. The only Velcro belt I have is the uh, Daniel Bryan custom belt from a few years ago. That's it. Yes. Mm. But but it's a great belt though. It's a great belt though. I do I do like the Ruta logo. That is. A yeah, it's cool a very cool logo. logo. Yeah. Yeah, I was trying to look for something. I found it online. I stole it from somebody. Stole it. I said I'm taking it. Yeah, it looks great. That's, yeah, uh, definitely not original. Definitely. Well, it, def- it definitely. It looks good. Out on a belt. It looks yeah. good. It stands That's out. That's all that matters. Yeah, that is right. They say don't tell anybody your secrets. I already spoke too much. Well, there you go. It's That's already. All right, it's already yeah. out there. It's already out there. That How about we That's talk weird. about some titles here? Yes. Let's, let's go. Top five titles. Let's go. Number five. Number five, who doesn't love oh, the European The champion. European belt, yes. baby. Yes, that is a very, that is one that of is the, cool... the nicer looking belts in wrestling yeah. history for sure. They, they did it. I got it on the black job. leather. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I've had it made on the, uh, I don't know if you remember the green leather with the red back before. Yes. 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 Really cool yeah. one. My buddy Tantalizing Tony, if you know him. Tony. Yep. Tony. Shout out Tony. He's got that one on his shelf. <laughs> But this one, not because of, of the people we work with and because he's a customer, I'm not partial, but this one is signed by my favorite European champion, D'Lo Brown. Nice. Very cool. That's awesome. So yeah. I made sure I, that. Yes. I will say this about reunion, European. I will say this about European champions. D'Lo Brown was a great European champion. Absolutely. I feel like if you, if you think about the belt, um, you, you think about him. You know, because right. it's just like he's he's so synonymous with it. But <laughs> oddly enough, uh, in in my own ridiculous way, I go. was always a big fan of Al Snow as the European. Champion. Oh yeah, Al Snow's oh, run was incredible. He was, incredible. He was, he was just so ridiculous <laughs> every week in and out. I remember when he came yep. down and he was representing Italy, and he had a framed picture of Tony Danza, and I just thought that man's a, that, that man's a genius. Taking yep. nothing away from D'Lo Brown, because honestly, when you think of that belt, 
you think of him. Uh, yeah. Super talented. Um, yep. Definitely, definitely had a lot to do with making that title what it was at that time. Right. You know, kind of right. putting that title on the map. Um, but it For is. Sure. A, it, is it was it was title. introduced great between Owen Hart and British Bulldog. Yeah. They were matched to bring it, was, it in, but I don't yeah. think it was elevated until it got passed around by guys like D'Lo. Yeah. Yes. Right. You know, right. like even are... John Michaels held this right. Michaels yeah. actually made this oh, yeah, look yeah. as like a, a legitimate, legitimate title. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And very cool. Great first pick, sir. Great first pick. Yeah. Well, I got number four here. All right. Okay. All right. Is that what I think it is? Oh, it is. That's the big exactly gold belt. The 10 pounds. <laughs> yep. That's the big gold. Big goldie. Yeah. Yeah, there's just the WWE <laughs> version, no, not the e, not the WCW version. Oh, okay, yeah. it's a V version. Okay, that's gotcha. still cool. Yeah, still and cool. Nation of Domination, none other than Mark Henry. Oh yeah, nice. Of course. Do, but I'm in I the mean, process of getting CM Punk plates delivered to me. Oh, okay, nice. Wow. I mean, not for nothing. As cool as the the big gold belt was in WWE, Mark Henry made that belt. Oh my he god, made totally. that belt totally. The Hall of Pain, come on, he made the Hall of Pain and he made yeah. that belt really mean something for that time. And it was so, just so good. I remember, I mean, he was one of those guys like like Kane that I thought, like, what a fucking shame to have these guys. Yeah, just a that such good great big names, dude, yeah. Such power, yep. and they're jobbers. Yeah. <clears throat> like, why the hell are, are guys yeah. like that going out and losing, to, no offense, the guys like Rey Mysterio, right? Like, Well, right. Should not be happening. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I remember when Mark Henry was leaving. I can remember. I'm smoking this big fatty on my couch. You know, I'm <laughs> through the clouds and I'm watching him in the ring with Cena doing the retirement yeah. speech. Oh, right? dude, such a good segment. They such lift a up the segment. hands. I'm kind of yep. feeling yes. like in yes. the yes. corner of my eye, <laughs> and then picks him up and slams Cena it through was the such mat. A perfect. Oh my end. I don't like, I don't think like, anybody... a, like an Eagles fan winning at the last minute. I can't right, tell you how right. I jumped up and thought, it's about time. Here we go. Yeah. Yes. I think nobody knew that that was coming. No, nobody. No, no. He suckered every Absolutely. Man. So good. What a ring. <laughs> yeah. And thanks, thanks to guys like Randy Orton for right. putting them over. Oh, like, yeah. That was a hell of a feud there. Mm-hmm. The thing I The thing I like most about Mark Henry. If you look at, you know, uh, a, a lot of the you had big guys that were not wrestling the big guy style. You had guys right. that were coming in and trying to do all these athletic things. And, you know, guys like, you know, your your Bam Bam Bigelow was very athletic, did a lot of right. things that, you know, like so big men didn't do. Mark Henry went out there and I've heard him speak about this before in relation to other wrestlers but he went out there and he wrestled a specific big man style yeah he went out there and he used that to his advantage and he made sure that everything he did was believable looked like it hurt um he he wrestled what you would expect out of a big man and i think that made him so much better Mm -hmm. that helped Mm -hmm. to make that hall of pain (laughs) A legitimate thing and yeah uh, you know he's not a baby face either you oh, need no. to put those no. cornrows oh, no. on him you need to shave his head and make him a pissed off guy it was yeah. perfect it was perfect <clears throat> yeah the, the 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 baby face on a guy like him just does not work you have to have someone like him tearing the limbs off of someone oh yeah he's, he's, and, he's and he did handsomely yeah 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 absolutely oh yeah great tie-in for number four great great yeah. stuff very cool and then number five, 
Number, number three. three, I should say. Ah. <laughs> all right, all right, here it comes. Yep. Oh, man, I got to say, Ooh. the Undisputed Championship for me was one of the coolest looking belts for that time oh, period. Oh, my and, God. And, like, I was yeah. so upset when they got rid of it because it was one of the cooler looking. If It felt just the <clears> look <throat> of it. looks. It looks prestigious. It Not looks just, prestigious, like, it looks man. legit. Man, Brock oh. Lesnar, The Undertaker, yep. Hogan, yep. Triple H. Yep. Mm-hmm. It was it was definitely JBL. Um, yeah, vibe. dude. JBL was the perfect candidate for that belt too. We were, mentioned it. Kurt Angle. Yeah, the nameplate is on here. Kurt oh, there you Angle. go. Okay. Yep. Yeah, it's so, it's definitely it it evokes a time in wrestling, you know that um you you clearly fondly remember because again, you know you it was um. The title, the title doesn't make the wrestlers. This title made that era of wrestling. Yes. Oh, Absolutely. yeah. You nailed it. This Absolutely. Was... Yeah. Yeah. It was very much, um, you know, a, a period in time where, you know, we got we got to see a lot of um, very different and very great champions. Because if you look right. at the guys that held that, even the guys we just got done naming, <clears throat> they're from one spectrum to the other. Like, right. There's just so many different styles, so many different personalities. But, yep. you know. It Do we all, have John all... Cena to blame for throwing this in the trash and bringing probably out that thing Cena that that horrendous looking you, you gem have, of a belt? You have hit <laughs> it on only something. worked for Cena because I <laughs> I was I talking blame... about that with Ken the other day. Guys like Triple H and CM Punk and well Jeff Hardy maybe. But oh like, yeah, those guys should not have been watching. No, it was, it was just awkward out. holding the spinner belt. It was awkward. Mm-hmm. They should have went yeah. right back to this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that, not... well. I don't even yeah. I don't even think making the uh, rated R spinner belt helped it. Even no, though that was a didn't. cool idea, it still didn't. It did not make up for that. I mean, I'm sorry. Look, I I blame John Cena for most of the things that are wrong with wrestling. Yeah. That's just me personally. But that that uh, spinner belt was an atrocity of belts, an atrocity of championships. It was. It had to be embarrassing for guys to carry that around. You know like, who I blame? I blame the kids. The, yes. it is, it's the kids' fault. The All kids. those damn merchants, the damn kids. Dads that couldn't say no, they ruined it. If you, life. if you took, if you ruined took it. all the, if you took all like the, um, you know. 14-year-old girls and 7-year-old yep. boys that watched yep. wrestling and all of their hopes and dreams merged together <laughs> and created John Cena. That was and, it. I mean, that was it. it just you imagine know, if he just stayed the disrespectful rapper. Like, oh, dude! Been great. Listen, I was that a fan of that. I, yeah, I, same. I, I, I loved, loved it. it. Yes, yeah, it, it was, was great. great. He had that Royal Rumble where he came out, and like by the time he finished his rap, the next guy was coming out. <laughs> yeah, he was so good. It was so good. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and such, and such a shame. I'm maybe in the minority, but his album wasn't that bad. It wasn't Can't great, but it wasn't that bad. Ever. Listen, it was no Macho Man Randy Savage. No, no, of I'll course not. That. Of the course great, not. The greatest wrestling album of all time. All right. I think I think on Savage, that's that's the, the perfect reason to bring in number two. Okay, okay. perfect. Ooh. Let's go. Ooh. But which belt was it that he held? Oh. And this could be this could be controversial for some. Oh, no. this would be my number two. That's number a great two. The winged see, eagle belt. Mm, not that's not a good that I'm belt getting too. ahead of the winged eagle belt, but if that's number two, I can't wait to see what number one. Is I know. The winged yeah, but eagle that is, is. Yeah, it's look, a. It's a, It's a, it is a timeless belt. 
I feel like the Winged Eagle belt is the kind of belt that we hold all other championships up to. Absolutely. Absolutely. The names alone, the lineage, just... uh, The Rock never held this one. No. No. No, The Rock never even held this one. The Rock had that weird round-looking one. Yeah, it was the round one. Yeah. Big Eagle. Wasn't as good as that one. That one is like the timeless classic piece. That like was were the coolest. Yeah, that was during the era where where before it was at you know before they made like you know the whole custom belts like it was custom when the strap was a different color. Yeah, that's when oh, it was yeah. custom. Yeah. like when that Warrior had Warrior. it, the it was yellow, yellow it was white. pink, it was Warrior green. It. Yeah. yeah, that Water was now. I yeah. can't I can't honestly envision Hulk Hogan with any other belt. No, NWO oh, World not title, at all. Whatever it is, not at all. When I look at Hulk Hogan, I see that winged I, eagle. I mean, the big ass NWO <laughs> one was pretty freaking cool. It, it, it was, was pretty cool. cool. It was pretty cool. It, 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 was, it was pretty. The cool. winged eagle belt was mean, I think means more. Yeah, yeah. Because that's I mean, what, this is beautiful. It's beautiful. of course. When I look at the winged eagle belt, I see my childhood in a nutshell. Exactly. There it is right there, like exactly. It's so beautiful. Oh. <laughs> it's an amazing yeah. belt. I will. Th- you know what? When I when I die, I'm gonna get buried with one of those. There you go. There you I'm, go. I'm, I'm there you telling. Go. <laughs> I'm telling the wife tonight. Like, listen, when I die, listen, you need to bury. I me. need a belt buried with me. Yes. Yoko Zuna was a name that just came to mind. Oh, Yoko of course. Zuna. Of you could, course. Because they could never make a strap big enough for him. No. So it was just always no. Always over his yep. shoulder. Yes. Yep. Because you, you can see him, you know, you can see him at, at WrestleMania, right. you know, in Vegas. Right. Holding on to the belt before the giant debacle. What would you say is your favorite match for that belt? Personally. I mean, the, the first thing that instantly comes to mind is Warrior in the Steel Cage. Yep. Period, you know? That's a good one. But, That's a good one. But what comes to mind is Yokozuna and Bret Hart, WrestleMania 10. Oh, that's, Even that's that quick a good switch but, but right at, at WrestleMania nine when Hogan won it right at the end. Yeah, which was that terrible. whole era. That was yeah. And listen, so, but that that's what like sticks in my mind when I of see. Of course, this, but no, also, yeah, of course. I can picture Shawn Michaels, you know, the boyhood dream come true. Yeah, holding this yep. thing right on. Yeah, it was cool seeing the Undertaker with that mask on, Diesel. Yeah, you know, a lot yeah. of cool guys that held this belt. So yeah. here's here's something, and this this is something I've always thought. WrestleMania 10. So what they should have, because WWE was not ready for this yet, but what they should have done is they should have had Brett and Yoko at the beginning of the show. They should have had Brett and Owen at the end of the show. Owen beats Brett for the title. And then Brett is chasing Owen until SummerSlam to the cage match where he wins it back. That would have been, I think that would have been awesome. I think that would have been a much better story. Pretty I, cool. If you oh, and forcing him to put the belt on the line, yes, at the right, end of the show. Yes. right, right, while right. he's already been through the ringer, yeah. Because uh, Bret Bret Hart did uh, talk as Jericho a long, long time ago, and he told this story where the match that we saw at WrestleMania 10 between him and Owen was not the original match. Him and Owen put together a match that he said, if you would have seen it, you would have thought that Owen Hart was the greatest wrestler of all time yeah in the entire absolutely world because absolutely. They, they they made a match that built owen even better than that one did and he's like yep wwe told us no yeah so what a it's... mess it was when he went oh my god Ooh, yeah oh absolutely yeah <laughs> right yeah <laughs> the yeah. fucked up thing was so i remember watching that with my buddy 
Right. We were watching the pay-per-view. The whole thing happened. Right. We're, you know, I, I forget what year it was, but we're kids, right? Like, right. And I got home. My parents were like, so how was the show? I was like, oh, it's good. I'm going to go to bed. And they're like, <laughs> you're okay? I'm like, yeah. They're like, anything special happened tonight? And they don't normally ask, right? So I'm like, yeah, right. they killed one guy off. I'm interested to see how they bring him back. Maybe they'll do it on Raw tomorrow night. No, oh like, my you know, God. Real, right? And oh like, my God. That's when they were like, it was on the news. And that's, that's like crazy. The blur of realities wow. coming together was right. Like, that's yeah. nuts. Oh, man. Holy wow. Shit, that was yeah. real. Yeah. And that that Monday night on Raw, I man, I don't I think I've cried heavier for Owen at that time oh, than I did for people yeah. in my own family. That was yeah. tragic, man. It was it was just crazy to me and like I think everybody on the show has the same feeling that like they shouldn't have continued the show. I mean, I know, you know, I I know it's the show goes hard, on, but you see thing. everybody in the ring afterwards, they just look miserable. Yeah. They look Dude. miserable. Yeah. Like you see Taker looks visibly he, he he's visibly shaken by it and he's like, <sighs> I don't even know why I'm in the ring. Like why is this? Yeah. Oh, crazy. Meanwhile, you're worried about your friend, your brother, your whatever, you know. Sure. Right. Yeah. Oh. I think they knew at that time, like, there's no way that happens and you walk away from it or. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yikes. And I always I always feel bad for mm-hmm. uh, Jimmy Corderas because when he tells oh. the story, because he was in the ring. Yeah. And mm-hmm. he tells he te- he yep. tells the story. He almost he almost got. He could have uh, he could have been out too. He he could have yeah. he could have been hit by Owen. And um, yeah. if I'm remembering correctly, I believe he tells the story that as as Owen was falling, Owen was telling him to get out of the way. Yeah, he, right. you could hear him saying, yeah. "Move." Yeah, yeah. that was his so, last word. Like, it wasn't about him; it was about the people. Yeah, falling. move. Yeah, yeah. In- incredible. Crazy. I mean, I, yeah, I don't even. I mean, know. listen, I've had I had a guy thrown over the ropes at me, Sam Adams, and the mm-hmm. way he was caught, and I was still supposed to move out of the way, but I didn't move quick enough, and his oh, boots clocked me right here. To this oh. day, six months later, my jaw still clicks every time oh. I eat something. Right. Yeah. So when the body can and he's close, that's life. Yeah, that's, that's much right. not the yeah, full right. force of someone coming down. Cordero's yeah. would have been done. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. But that's that's the thing. These guys, that's for the entertainment of the fans and yep. the passion. Yeah. You know, I I honestly think that if Owen was here in spirit today, he'd probably have no regrets over it. In oh, all no. honesty, they do it. And you go into that knowing exactly he wouldn't have been up in the rafters if he didn't think. Well, you know right. what? Who knows? What do yeah, we? Yeah. Who know? knows? Right? Exactly. Sure. But I know that he he probably like I've said to plenty of people, if I'm gonna die and it happened in the ring, me personally, I'd have no complaints. That's right. exactly where I would have no problem right. going in for a big slam and then you're looking <laughs> at God saying, Where am I? You know, right. like that would be that right. would be the way I'd want to yeah. go out. Right. Yeah. All right. But listen, on a positive note, yes. Owen is the number one. Yes. yes. Let's let's get the number one. I think I think Owen would be a perfect a perfect candidate for this too. Oh boy. Okay. Because oh boy. number one would go to the workhorse. Oh there yes. It is. There it is, baby. The workhorse. The IC and the OG IC title with the black strap. I mean, strap. I think this the black strap. was the world title. Oh, these were the oh, more exciting just, matches. Yeah. The names that have held that belt in the past, Warrior, you know, Heart, uh the list can Mr. On Perfect. On. Mr. Perfect. Just yeah, the and, list goes on. The list goes on. And there were many of them, yeah. but there was a ton yeah. of them. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're all, <laughs> all amazing. Of course. And they, every single one of them had to hold this at the time. 
Yep. Before they got sure to the yep. wing deep. You know, that, that was that was the time when yep. growth I feel was really taken seriously. The guys went from yeah. the tag team, they split. Yep. They'd go for this, they'd yep. win it, they'd mm-hmm. lose it, they'd be in the world title picture. And every yeah. guy had like that method of school to get I to think get to top. My favorite IC holder for me has to be Macho Man, but just because all of his promos, yeah. all of his promos, yeah. he would bring a prop with him and then improvise that prop into the promo. He had a trash can. He, he had the the hay cups just out oh, of yeah. nowhere. He the had creamer cup. The, the yeah. creamer cup. Yeah. The, creamer. the, uh, the mug. Like Everything. he had so many. Yeah, so he was good. so good at making props for his matches and using them into promos. For, and it was most of them were for the were for when he when he held that IC belt. And it was just perfect. Yeah, perfect. I feel like I, that his character was just his. Like he, there was never any more Randy Papa. You know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, was <laughs> yeah. yeah. man. Yep. <laughs> Every time you hear a wrestler tell a story about him and they bring it up, they always talk. Yeah, they always voice. they always change the voice. And they, they always change the voice. <laughs> man, I wish I knew that guy for five seconds. Seriously, oh yeah, <laughs> such that, a good, that yeah. the coolest thing. I mean. You know, Roddy the, Piper, I, Bret Hart, yeah. WrestleMania 10, we talked about seeing yes. yep. these suckers dangling from the top. Yeah. Yes. Yep. That wasn't was, that was that with the first ever ladder match, wasn't that, that with was Michael yeah. yeah. and Razor? It was yeah. the first ladder match on TV. Yeah. Yeah. Like they, yep. They'd done them at um, house shows, house but, shows. The, but they never, they, they did things in that match that, you know, revel. Nobody ever done it. Yeah. yeah. At that point. I mean, it's stuff amazing. you've never seen before. Um, classic. Put on such a show. Um, and and all and you think about it, you know the importance of the the importance of that ladder match, the importance of the ladder match making its way onto pay per view. The right. two guys that were wrestling for it, and it wasn't for the world title; it was no. for the intercontinental title because yeah. that one was more important at the time. Yep, like you do. You have some titles that just transcend importance, and you know right. that at that time. I mean, you think about it. For me, the Winged Eagle title, that belt. And those tag titles, the old school, the oh yeah, tag titles, like mm-hmm. that's it for me. Like those yep. are the those are the real championships. If you held those, you're somebody. Oh yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. But yeah, and speaking of like the the world title not being the main event, what about when the Dudleys, the Hardys, right, Edge and Christian right. made those two tag titles more important than any? Oh, of absolutely. Yeah. yeah, they came on and right. you were like ready for it. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, taking taking tag team wrestling to another level. Just oh yeah. You know, there's there's moments in time where you have guys that are you know revolutionary towards like the 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 belts that the, the divisions they're in. You know, yeah. um, I mean, we the Rockers never got to hold the tag titles. They no. they they reversed the they held they actually won the tag titles in a two uh a two out of three falls match against the heart foundation on saturday night's main event but during the third fall the ropes on the ring broke and so they had to finish the match without the uh without the the ropes and so wwe decided to reverse the decision and never air the match it's actually you can see the match on the saturday night's main event dvd set (laughs) And it's just the match. There's no commentary because they never recorded commentary for it because it right. wasn't on TV. So the Rockers actually win the belts. They're celebrating in the ring. They're jumping around. And they never, never recognized happened. it on TV. Yep. yep. Never. Never existed. WWE never happened. Never so. existed. 
See, that's the thing too with like these guys, you never know where they're going to end up. My very, right. very first ever pro wrestling match I ever watched was the opening match on SummerSlam, which was the Rockers versus Power and Glory. Nice. John Michaels gets injured right off the bat. Janetti carried the whole thing. And in right. my mind, when they split and were going their other ways, never in a million years would you have got me to believe that Michaels was the one that was going to take off and skyrocket. Right. Yeah, Marty, never know. unfortunately. Was a was uh one of those missed opportunities, I think, after you know, or just bad timing. Like he was just Yeah. As soon as I, they split, that was it. Like bad timing. I, I'm not sure what it was that they never saw in him what they saw in Sean. Right. But um, you know what a talent that he was. You know, oh, yeah. he, he was absolutely that Monday night raw when he beat him. I, I have assigned white intercontinental championship by Marty Janetti. Nice. Oh, that's cool. Nice. I mean I I don't know about you guys. I feel like, like in my mind, I woke up and last night was the night that he beat Shawn Michaels. Like it's that right, vivid. right. It's yeah. that easy to remember. I can taste the air in my living room. Right. Yeah. That was one of those moments. Yeah, I remember. I remember when he. I remember when he came out. He had the. Uh, he had the hoodie on with the hood up, and he flipped yep. the hood down, and it's Marty. Yeah. And everybody's freaking out because he had yeah. been off Mr. the TV. Perfect for a came while. into the mix. Yeah. Yep. He'd yep. been off of TV for a while, so it was cool. Yeah. You know, it was a big surprise. Like you know, in the old Manhattan Center back then, you could keep yeah. surprises. Yeah, oh, you know, uh, yeah, that's, back then surprises oh, were man. were were known or weren't. Uh, you know what I, though? That's the power of surprises. Who knew about CM Punk coming? I out? know, right? Sure, I know. Because yeah. <laughs> it's even, about time they the, actually got one bias. Even was the people but speculation. Even yep. the people that thought they knew in their head could never fathom that they'd no. actually pull the trigger. So like nope. when they when they put the when they put the logo on the screen and the show was ending, you know, uh <laughs> that's I, a hunter thing. Yeah, like, that's, that's always has but, been. And that's always has been. But the thing is, like, you just figured it was over because you thought there's no way they'll pull the trigger. I just talked yep. to a I just talked to a guy yesterday who was like Dude, I I turned the show off. I was just like, yeah. I went, I went to, <laughs> imagine the people that turned yeah. it off. Yeah. I went I went to bed and I I thought to myself, he's like, well, CM Punk didn't come back, so you know it, it is what it is. And then, and then he gets up, up the next. Yeah, we have like, this whole what, thing. What did I do? How did I miss that? Like, yeah. So Hunter got one guy. Yo, but, yeah. yeah, but that's the power of those surprises. I, I'm on yeah. my couch that night. I'm out of my mind. I'm my phone yeah. Saying, oh, losing it, doing? losing I, it. Yeah, I bought a ticket to, <laughs> to the Royal yeah. Rumble. Nice. nice. <laughs> I didn't even know what I was doing, but I'm like, I'm gonna figure it out. I'll get yeah. the one. <laughs> I'll figure it out. I'll figure out later. Yeah, yeah. Let's see, uh, but I, that's why I love the Rumble so much because the yeah. Rumble is just okay. surprise on top of surprise. Surprise like, city. The best Wait for AJ to come back. Watch her at least make an appearance in the Rumble. Right. Oh yeah. yeah. Wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, no. wouldn't surprise me either. Uh, no, not at all. You can't you can't name drop on TV like that without yeah. a reason behind it. Like you're right. some kind of but, what are yeah. they called? Easter yeah. eggs tickled in there. Yeah, little surprises. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Well, and you know, and you know what makes the Intercontinental title so great? John Cena never held it. Yeah, that's a true sick, statement. Sick true burn. statement. Oh, you're right. Not, no version. Of, no, no, he never version. held it. He never, never held it. He was nope. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Very. What do you guys think of the the, the now current intercontinental design? I love. Well, I well the it's design different itself, in its own way. I've gotten used to. At first, I didn't like it because I loved that belt. Mm. That was the belt for me. Was that belt? So. But I think since Gunther has had such an ex- extended and an amazing reign with it, I think I've finally come around to it on him. Um, I think he made it finally like mean something again. 
Yep. Because he's held it for so long. And he beat, uh, you know, the record of Honky Tonk, which apparently he was very sour about. Oh, my oh, God. Oh, no kidding. Didn't want to <laughs> oh, do it. Yeah. No, yeah, he was, no, he was very that. sour about that yeah, loss. That's one <laughs> Funny story with him. Funny story with him. We're in Livonia, Michigan for Evolve. And I'm sitting at a table with him, Tim Thatcher, and Gabe Sapolsky. Okay. And they were been in their match and things to do for whatever. Right. And next thing you know, and if you could visually picture this, a guy like Tim Thatcher and a guy like Gunther, next thing you know, we're all just doing Beavis and Butthead impersonations. <laughs> things that we loved on TV, That's shows awesome. we grew up with. So just picture the two of them doing yeah. Beavis and Butthead impersonations. Oh, That's awesome. The oh, things man. you see backstage. Yeah. Well, so I, I, you know, I appreciate the design of the belt for what it is like for a belt it's definitely a, a unique design i'm glad it's not yeah big, yeah yeah belt. it, it is unique it, it's it stands out from the rest of the obvious big giant it, it reminds belts. me of something like this that it has yeah. its own kind of fresh design yeah but for me i have a, i have a hard time with gunther setting history and and making such history without that design like it, right. it, it, it's a disconnect right. for me. Without you know I mean? this like, design, yes. If yeah. I was, if I was, if I was him, God, I would have come out for. I would have come out for the celebration. I would have had the long trench coat on. I would have had the current IC title over my shoulder, and I'd have said, you know, right. I set history. I made history. I did it. I'm the best. Right. But this belt is not yeah, the best. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And I would toss the belt to the side and I would open up my coat and I would have that on and I would be right. like, history <laughs> deserves history. Yes. yes. That's how I would have done it because I just think that that belt, to me, next to the winged eagle belt, there's no other belt that epitomizes no. wrestlers, Absolutely greatness. Not. That belt says everything about it. Uh, yeah. And the fact that they ever got away from that design just blew oh, my mind. Man, could you imagine <laughs> if they brought it back? Yes. I know, right? Listen, I'm, you know what? Well, you this remember could... when Cody brought this back, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Like you're saying about Gunther, yes. when he came back, dropped that, uh, yeah. the, the U.S. title version of it, or not the U.S. title, the old Intercontinental, and brought yeah, this yeah. the oval one. Mm -hmm. I hated that oval one. I didn't, that one, in the, well, I, I, I guess Until that one. Until I had it made as a nation. I like, because that was my era. I guess that was my era of the IC belt growing yeah. up. So Coming off of this one, it was a very hard one to fall in love with. Right. Well, I'm so surprised <laughs> that we made it for the nation yeah. domination belt. Right. I think that's yeah. where I got a little bit more, once I saw it in person and not on TV. But, All right, so. That, yeah, but for him to go back and bring well, this one back was epic. right. All right, so let me so let me ask you this while we're on the subject of intercontinental titles. Do you think that do you think that Gunther is going to hold the title till Mania and then lose it at Mania? Because here's a thought. Okay, if he's if he's going to lose the title at Mania, whoever wins the title from him, be it the Miz or whoever they're deciding to go with at this point, which right, um, there's. Two interesting thing, two interesting conversations I had yesterday with some people. One was, "What if CM Punk's the one to take the IC title from?" Oh, That's interesting. But okay. my personal thought was, "What if Damian Priest cashes in on Gunther?" Oh wow! He could cash Instead in of the on main Gunther. belt, right? Yes, right. But let's say that you know Gunther loses the title to whoever, and then Cody wins the title back from 
uh, or Cody wins the title from Roman. Right. What if, you know, the following night on Raw, Cody comes out with the winged eagle belt and whoever wins the IC title comes out with that one? Talk oh. about a moment. Well, I think that's a dream scenario. Ooh, well, I that think would be... for... It would be epic. Because Cody wants the winged oh, eagle yeah. belt. Oh, yeah. I'll say that for... Clear. For Cody, he's, he said for I think years at this point that, it, that if he wins the belt, he wants to bring it back to its old that. prestige. Yeah. But I think that it would, would be, be interesting so to see whoever wins the IC title do the right. same just to kind right. of, you know. Well, I think Gunther's at that point where he is the one elevating the next talent that gets it. Whoever oh, beats him for that is going to yeah. be yeah. future world champion. Gunther's yep. definitely going to be going on to the world title at least. Right. You know, like challenging someone like Rollins or Punk if he's holding it by then. But I do like what you were saying about someone like Punk holding that. I would love to see, because there's like AEW, there's going to get to be so many of these top tier guys and you got two world title spots, which some argue is already too much. Right. So what do you do with these other guys? And I think if you were to flood the world title, the undisputed belt, Right, the U.S. title and the Intercontinental with nothing but these big names like Cody and Punk. Think about those matches, who they're fighting and who they're constantly beating to elevate to a level where they can finally get those belts off of them. Right. Yeah. And I think when you have those guys then graduating past main event caliber matches for a mid card Mm -hmm. belt, now the world title and now the universal title is something that's even more prestige because these guys will have grown to that level. Yeah, right. I feel like there's too many people that are just, they skip the mid-card belts. They're going yeah. right into the main picture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or well, they don't spend enough time in there in the U.S. with the intercontinental space. And I feel like they don't really truly develop the way that they should. They yeah, might earn they, it or right. develop, deserve to be in there, but their well, character right. and person doesn't develop. And, right. until, Gun- until Gunther came along... The mid card wasn't really prestigious enough no, for anybody to really no. waste their time with. But now, like it's it's such a it's such a prestigious thing. I mean, look at Chad Gable. Yeah. You know, Chad Gable is a phenomenal wrestler. Phenomenal talent. Uh, and you know, we got that match see... against Gunther. I was shocked. That was upset worthy so in my yeah. history right there. So he's so he's such a great wrestler, and then we get to see this other side of him as he does, you know, the the academy Coach. and everything. Yeah. And then Coach. now, like, you know, he he gets his due finally as someone who, you know, deserves to be in the picture. You know, yep. like you said, that match with Gunther was incredible. It was and that so was good. a roller coaster ride from top. Hands to down, yeah. best match Gunther's had yet. Period. Yeah. Well, because you, me you believe that was on a Monday run. night raw. That I wasn't know. even like a premiere <laughs> show. Like what mm-hmm. the yeah. Ralph and I have said multiple times that that Triple Threat match at Mania was one was probably the match of the night. Oh, that that stole that the, match I, was. So, I think that it, was it the best night. match out of Mania. No, it was so for good. Me, it was the best. It was the yeah. best. It was yeah. like from top to bottom. It was just a hoss fight, three big dudes, and they did everything. It and awesome. it felt gritty and just yeah. brutal. It was, and it was, just, it was uh, real. It was. It was, it was so good. It was. I so just feel good. like the Mania matches are getting better and better too. I feel like there's been. I mean, even with it being two nights, I. If you look at it, I kind of like in my gut, I feel like it's the the trophy night for everybody where everyone's getting to be on the show. And now there's so many, we can't right. not have you guys on. So we'll give two nights. Yeah. Right. Imagine if they said, we're going to have seven matches, period. We're having eight matches and that's it. That's it. We want to be on Mania. 
buckle up and do something you right, know yeah, like right, those right, eight right. matches are going to be incredible yeah but i feel like because there's been so many matches over the year they have the pre-show one there's other yep. matches people aren't really pushing themselves to be at their mm-hmm. best because they know they're going to be on there right you know at their mania moment yep but now i feel like within the last year or two like the matches have just been getting better and right. better yeah the right yeah it's it's definitely um the the cards are definitely more um anticipated because of that i think yeah. you see like you know you, you see a lot of you, you see a lot of great stuff on night 1 you know oh, now yeah. that there's now yeah. that there's two sort of you know wasn't Kevin Owens and, and Stone Cold the main event tonight? Yep. One that was night one, yeah, phenomenal. So now that so there's good. two main event spots, everybody's like jumping at the chance to get you know, because um, you know that you, match you have was so that. many. It yeah, was that it match was, was so good, and, and I still I still think that at some point we're gonna see Stone Cold and CM Punk. That's yeah, I, I think bring that, that up, yeah, because yeah. it's it's, <laughs> it's it's perfect. It's already made it's i think it's i think it's going to happen because i think yeah austin has you know austin has said if the situation is right and the match makes sense you know he's got another match he took a suplex on the outside on that whole match Mm -hmm. was nuts man he took so many bumps that i wasn't expecting i pictured i pictured like one like those matches you would have with a guy from like the 70s and 80s and you have an 80 year old in there you make him look strong you know what i mean like where stone cold doesn't have to work we're always there and Yo, Stone no, Cold. Stone Cold he's, he's been sitting on something for a while. <laughs> yeah. Stone yeah. And what I, what I love now is clearly we're out of an era of wrestling where what's best for business happens. I think right. Hunter is proving. Oh, yeah. Fans want it. Yeah. There's a buzz out there. Yeah. I'll bite my tongue and I'll, I'll put this under the carpet to yeah. give you right. guys what you want. Because exactly. Punk yeah. should not have shown up and Punk probably shouldn't have been welcome in those doors. Right. By the outside audio, I have oh, of course, no of idea course. what happens. But from the right. word, and from what he's done, I right. wouldn't want that kind of supposed cancer in there. But I'm a right. punk guy. I love him. Right. Oh, me too. So Same. to see him come back, holy moly! Fuck makes, yeah! I think we're, we're in for a really exciting time in wrestling. Oh yeah, absolutely. It makes it exciting again. Like you're so excited and, and, to watch and CM Punk is 100 you know? possible. Yeah, I what was telling the... Ralph off air that. For the first time in I think years, I was actually excited to watch Raw the next night. I was, Yo, I was like, God. I can't wait. I yeah, can't dude. wait. Yeah, I was excited. Yeah, yeah, and how how excited are you for Punk on SmackDown next oh, week? Oh, I can't like, wait. Like seriously, I mean, can't you, wait. you you can't wait, right? Oh. Exactly. Like the it's... only thing I wish they did, and that maybe this is the unprofessionalism in me, okay. is that Medusa moment. I wish Punk came out. With the AEW with the belt AEW and threw it in the garbage. <laughs> I mean, there's yeah. still time for it. There's still an opportunity for it, <laughs> but a throwback and a spark yeah, but wait. to uh, some Here's, kind of uh, you know, you know what, you know what they're waiting for. What they're waiting for is if MJF. the TV if the TV <laughs> deal goes well, if the TV deal goes through and they move Raw to Wednesday night, the first time they're head to head with Dynamite, you watch that happen, right? First right. time if, if they have a direct war going I, on, I would I not bet be you there because because that's that's a lot of the buzz right now is that um is that you know like Warner's in the lead for it and they're talking about possibly doing a TV deal on Wednesday nights. So I, I think it's brilliant. I think it's the way to go. I now, do you think AEW hangs or improves, or do you see a similar path of what happened with WCW happening? I think 
we're they in merge an era, into one and I don't think they're gonna merge. I think we're in an era now where they both understand that having friendly competition makes both sides better. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like if it was Vince, Vince would just want to crush it. But I think Triple Wallow H has a Good different point. mindset. Triple H is like, no, no, no. Yeah, having AW is what's best for everyone. You know, yeah. it gives people yeah, more I options for wrestling. That. You know, he yeah. sees the value in having wrestling be more accessible to more people other than just WWE. Yeah, it's more stuff like for guys like you to be talking about more buzz right. in the air. It's just more, it's yeah. more drama. In an yeah, exactly. Industry. Well, and honestly, I I feel like as as big as his talk is, I feel like Tony Khan's a guy that understands that as well. Same that like, and he's got a fan in him everything too. is yeah. everything is yeah. best for business when yep. there's healthy competition. Like mm-hmm. just because you know WWE is now like on the same night as us, that doesn't mean that we can't both be good and we can't both you know have the fans so i i feel like from aew's camp they have been more on this kick of like getting rid of like the pack mentality as far as as being a wrestling fan and that's good for everyone yep yeah i I love seeing all the names i mean listen you can only have so many names under one roof yeah when they leave and they show up i don't think it matters what roof or what promotion it's under you get dream matchups all yeah. over the place at that point. I mean, look at Edge. You know, Edge to AEW. Nobody thought that was the thing. Everyone thought he mm-hmm. was a zero WWE lifer. Right. And yeah. but now, but even he said now he has opportunities that he's never faced before. Matches that oh, he's, he's never gonna, even gonna dreamed of. You Is know, like, that only possible in the video games. You know, right? Like yeah, and now it's at, come to life. I mean, look at look at Christian. The world yeah, now knows that. what wrestlers have been saying for years about how good he is. So good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it's. I, I think that guy's older than me. He's, he's like early, what, early 40s, mid 40s? Uh, I think he's uh, close. I think he's close to 50. I, I think he's 49. Right? And he's got a better physique than a lot of those guys <laughs> yeah. in their mid to late 20s. <laughs> yeah. He is 50 years old. Yeah, there you go. He's 50 years old and killing it. Yeah, absolutely killing, killing it. it. Yeah. Yep. And so, he's still well, wearing a turtleneck to, to cover it. Which is my favorite Boom. part is yeah. that he wears a turtleneck. To the ring. They should, I love they, it. Yes, they they should love it. I love Listen, it. Listen, instead of t-shirts, they should sell turtlenecks for they him. They should. Like they I would like buy. A, it could say like Christian Cage up here on the turtleneck. I'd, yep, I'd, I would buy, I'd buy one for every day of the week. Yep. <laughs> Worked everyone. Yes. Oh, man. Well, you know, this is this has been uh, this has been phenomenal. Uh, a lot of fun. Yeah, this this sure. conversation has kind of branched off into all kinds of things. But that's this what we like to do. The beauty yeah. of it. We love in, we love discussing opinions. And of course. Uh, you certainly you you brought the championship yes, material. You brought in more them ways physically with you. Mom, we got physically. I say no to playing with my favorite toys. A 40 yes. year old kid. And this is my, Listen, my ghost. I'm the same way. Awesome. I'm the same way. I got. Let me ask you a question. How many belts do you currently have in your collection? So, in my my own personal collection, yes, your own personal collection. Very, very, very few. The oh. ones that I've used. So, my okay. collection consists of my life insurance championship was right. the first belt I used. A two world titles that were with champions that I managed. Right. They're made from the independent scenes there. I have a Evolve championship because I was an Evolve. Nice. I've got a U.S. championship that I had made because I worked with Gene Snitsky. Gene was, he'd come out as the American slasher Snitsky. Nice. So the American slasher, the U.S. champion. So I have that one signed by him. 
So titles that I've either, you know, been in companies with world titles, champions that I managed or Mm -hmm. memorabilia type stuff, but ones that I've been directly involved with. But if you count like the inventory and everything, man, I probably have about like 40 of them. (laughs) (laughs) I try and get like these, you know, one of at least everything. So if I go to shows, I can take them. People can order them. They want to get them offline. They can. Yep. Mm -hmm. So I got, I got one last question for you. And this is kind of a throwback to our, uh, previous championship discussions here on opinion mm-hmm. city but i have to know your opinion about this one because this go. one was probably our most divisive oh, discussion i think i know oh, where we're going with this i think i know where we're going with is this. is is the jeff hardy tna uh, title the ugliest title of all time that goofy i want to say yes so yeah. instantly but give me a minute here <laughs> Uh, the the face one that he had, right? Yeah, yeah, the face yeah. one he had. It was it was a purple strap, and it was yeah. uh, it was silver plates, and, yep. it, and yeah. it was like his face paint. Yeah. On when the... he even brought that out, I remember even because that was that was probably like two thousand five, two thousand seven. Yeah, it was like early on in his. What uh, well, it was a little mm-hmm. later than that because he because he because he wasn't champion yet in TNA. No, that was that was absolutely the worst belt. Oh, see, I'm, I'm on the other side. I thought it was Thank a good you. belt. I thought it was yeah, cool. Yeah, no, he saw it and I was like, what is that? <laughs> I thought oh it was cool, God, right? no. Fine, I'm in the minority, all right? And he God. replaced it with a cool-looking world title, too, didn't he? Uh, no comment. Yeah, it was just... Sean, maybe that can be the one terrible. that I get custom-made for you. Listen, <laughs> if, I'll get you a six-millimeter think of the Jeff Hardy one. If, if, a tit- if a title belt has lips on it and your name is not Billy Gunn or Johnny B. Bad, it's terrible. <laughs> I'm trying to think. There's got to be one out there that's worse than that, but I just don't think there is. My worst one, or one of my worst ones, was the original National Championship in NBA that was just the United States title on a belt just the u.s oh, the, the shape of the united yeah, states yeah that was right? it like, that's not that's uh lazy that was i thought that was a north american championship it, i i think it was like something like that but yeah it was but it was like it, it was north literally american. north america spat on a belt just a gold, like that's yeah, just on a big that's just, square yeah stretch, yeah, you know? yeah. Well, it's just plain just boring yeah yeah but <laughs> i mean planes 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 one thing but bad's another it's it, that one's both you know super gimmicky it was super yeah. gimmicky, super gimmicky. Yeah. all right well okay i'm, I'm glad i'm glad sorry we got sean that. if i, no, if I knew we got that going debate, into so. it i might have it's it. fine i'm in the minority i get it it's cool <laughs> I'll, I'll all right it. well um it. you know uh so we want to thank our fans for uh tuning in we want to thank yes. our very Special guest, uh, Mr. Ruda of Mr. Ruda, Ruda Entertainment, PPW, yeah, BPW yeah, fame. Guys, uh, make sure you check oh, out right uh, Mr. Ruda. We've been running his uh, socials mm. right uh, on the bottom. If you're looking for a title <laughs> belt, you cannot go wrong with Ruda Get Entertainment. Mr. Ruda's belt. Ruda Entertainment.com. Yes. High quality. Man. So check them out uh, on socials or <laughs> rudaentertainment.com. Guys, uh, mm-hmm. you cannot go wrong with one of these belts. They are of the highest quality. And uh, if you're not doing anything December 16th, guys, PPW has lights out yes. at this Ladington Marketplace. So yep. uh, you can get uh, tickets online. If you are not able to be in Slatington, you can see it on the Premier Network. Mm-hmm. Uh, Premier so, Streaming Network. The yep. following weekend, too. BPW Battlefield Pro Wrestling. There you That's go. Show on, I think it's the 16th and the 17th. 
Okay. Excellent. Tonight's show. The main Four event shows. of the second night is going to be Jacob Fatu versus Danny Mac. And that is going to be insane. No, you cannot cannot miss that one. No, no. Live in Broadhead to Pennsylvania or on the premier streaming network. Awesome. John, if you can get out to one of those nights, I'll I'll replace that belt for you. (laughs) All right. So there you go. Uh, Some big, some big shows coming up. (laughs) And uh, of course, next week uh, we are being joined by, uh, Billy Avery, who yes. will be here to talk about Labor of Love Philly. Mm-hmm. So we're also excited about that. Uh, yes, so once yes. again, guys, thanks for joining us this week. Thank you to our uh, special guest, uh, Mr. Ruda. And uh, Mr. Ruda, we will be <laughs> uh, we will be talking to you soon. My man. Appreciate the time, guys. Thanks for having thanks, me. Appreciate thanks you. For, thanks for joining us. <laughs> All right, Sean, that was... Uh, Woo. Quite an quite an excellent this episode. Big heavy uh, belt down over here now. Ooh. Yeah, man, that that was that was a lot of fun. Um, you know, obviously, oh, obviously, a guy who's rooted in the independent scene and Absolutely. is just doing some really cool stuff. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, please, guys, uh, go out and support. Check him out. Uh, check him Find out. Him. Um, Find PPW. I mean, I cannot buy I cannot a belt. Stress enough how how great his belts buy are. Buy two so belts. Please. Yeah, one for each one for each shoulder. You know, exactly. Get, get get yourself get yourself tag belts and Double just champion. be the tag team champion. Triple by yourself. champion. Like, Triple crown seriously. champion. Just do Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Well, Sean, uh, another fantastic episode. Yes. And uh, again, we'll be back next week with uh, our guest Billy Avery yes. talking about Labor of Love Philly. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, please, um, you know, make sure you. Uh, Follow, share, and like us wherever you uh, get your podcast. Subscribe to our YouTube. Um, Subscribe a, to all the things. Buy a belt from Ruta Entertainment. Buy a walk belt. Up and, walk up and down the street. Show people your belt. <laughs> Showcase and just the belt. Tell them about tell them about Ruta Entertainment and tell them listen to Opinion City podcast. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Strangers. I'm the tag team champions. That's right. You, I'm the tag team champions. So uh, yes. So. Make sure you uh, <laughs> make sure you follow us, like us, share us. Uh, we're on things. all the socials at all Opinion City Pod. You can find us everywhere. So, uh, Sean, it has been another fantastic week. Fantastic, and, uh, yeah, the word. So, guys, thanks for watching, and we will see you guys next time. Opinion City, signing off. This is also Ann here. You're listening to Opinion City Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Happy